Well, good morning. Welcome to Blackman Baptist Church worship. And the sermon today is Jesus as a preteen. And I've um, been looking forward to delivering this message to you. Uh, I'd like to uh, say that we've actually had church service here in this room before, uh, but there were people here. And so things are a little bit different. Uh, now you're with me, but it's uh, more like you're with me in cyberspace. But we are so glad to uh, to be together today to hear the preaching of the word. And I pray that the Lord will use this message, Jesus as a preteen. Every parent knows the panic and anxiety of being temporarily separated from one of their children. Let me say that again, just in case you missed it. Every parent knows the panic and anxiety of being temporarily separated from one of their children. But, you know, there's one word in that sentence, though, that helps us know that the story is going to end nicely. And that's the word temporarily. Listen again. Every parent knows the panic and the anxiety of being temporarily separated from one of their children. Here's a true story from my family written in scripture style. Every year, the women folk of the family travel to the mall for the annual Black Friday according to the custom of the Christmas shopping. The women folk included my sister-in-law, Rochelle, her two-year-old daughter, Bailey, Rhonda, Elise, and another grandma, Miss Palmer. And so Bailey was two years of age, and she went with him. After the long hours of Christmas shopping were over, as the women folk were preparing to check out, Bailey decided to stay behind in the dress rights. But her mother, aunts, and grandmothers knew not of us. Assuming she was in the shopping party, they went to the checkout line. But it was there that they discovered that she was not with them, and they began anxiously looking for her among their relatives and friends in the dress racks. When they did not find her, they returned to the dress racks in that area and looked all over for her. After 20 minutes of frantic searching all through the mall, they were astonished to find Bailey in the mall office, sitting among the security personnel, chatting them up and asking questions. Every parent knows the panic and anxiety of being temporarily separated from one of their children. Did you know that Joseph and Mary and Jesus had a similar story to this? And that's our first focal passage. Now I'll be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 39 through 52. Hear the word of the Lord. When they had completed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their town, their own town of Nazareth. The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was on him. Every year, his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. 
Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked him. Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you that you trusted, entrusted us with your word. And Lord, we thank you for this story uh, in the life of Jesus. Father, your son, your precious son that you sent to us. Thank you for recording this for us. Help us, Lord, to learn from this incident in Jesus's life. Help us, Lord, to apply these principles to our lives so that we may serve you better. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. So you heard the story of my niece, Bailey, temporarily separated from her family in the mall. And now you've heard the story of Joseph and Mary and Jesus temporarily separated from each other along the roads of um, Israel. Now, these two stories are similar, but there are some key differences. Here's, here's difference number one. Uh, my niece was two years of age. Jesus was 12. So, in other words, uh, Jesus was about the same age as Reagan, Isaac, Samantha, Eli, Tyler, John John, Carly, Jacob, Logan, and Spinnaker, we have a lot of teens, preteens, right there in that, that 11, 12, 13 age group. So the age difference between my niece, Bailey, who was two, and Jesus, who was 12, that, that was 10 years. So that, that's a key difference in, in the stories. Difference number two, the length of time that uh, they were separated uh, from their parents is, is quite a bit different. Bailey was separated from her kinfolk for maybe 20 minutes. Jesus was separated from his family for four days. So that's another key difference. Age was a difference. The length of time they were separated was a key difference. Here's another difference between the two stories. Uh, my niece and, and her family were on a very short shopping trip. Jesus was on a long trip from Nazareth to Jerusalem. Now, just to walk down from Nazareth and then up to Jerusalem, um, we're talking 90 miles here. We're talking probably five days uh, to make that trip, depending on weather conditions, depending on how many people were on the road, because there are a lot of other people who were using the same roads to get up to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. So we're talking five days to get from Nazareth to Jerusalem. 
plus however long they were going to stay in Jerusalem for the Passover festival, and then another four, well, five or six days probably to get back. So this was a long trip. Now, I want you to imagine what it would be like for Jesus and his family to make this trip 90 miles, one way. And the terrain, it's not level, it's not friendly, they're, and they're not going to take a car or a bus or a train. They're going to have to walk it. And as they near Jerusalem, uh, and they would be in a group, they'd be in a, you know, a group of family and friends and, and acquaintances, neighbors, and, and as they would go to Jerusalem, they would sing special songs. These, these songs or psalms were known as the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T, Ascent, moving up because no matter where you are, whether you're north, south, east, or west of Jerusalem, you don't go over Jerusalem or you don't go down to Jerusalem. You go up to Jerusalem because Jerusalem is uh, the city of the great God and it's on mountains. And so we're moving up to Jerusalem. So we have songs of ascent. In other words, songs of going up. And those psalms are psalm in your Bible, psalm I think it's 120 through 134. I love the Psalms of Ascent. They are some of my favorite Psalms. Matter of fact, I'm going to read one of them for you right now. This Psalm of Ascent was written by Solomon, and it's Psalm 127. Hear the word of the Lord. Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the one who has filled his quiver with them. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And that's Psalm 127, one of the Psalms of Ascent. And remember now, Jesus and his family sang that song, among other psalms, on their way up to Jerusalem. Can you imagine? Think of it. Think of it in today's terms. What if we decided as a church, there's about a hundred of us at Blackman Baptist Church, what if we decided as a church to walk to Chattanooga? Now Chattanooga is a hundred miles, so it's a little bit farther. But think of the logistics. We're going to need some food. We're going to need some water. We're going to camp out along the way. We got to think about, oh my goodness, we got to get over Mount Eagle. And then we got to come down Mount Eagle. And then we got to go down by the river, making the trek up and over Mount Eagle past Nickajack Dam. We got a lot of kids. We got a lot of young adults, and a few of us are not so young anymore. Oh, worship team, we need you guys to pick out some great songs that will encourage us along the way. Songs of ascent, if you will. And Jesus and his family made this trip every year. Why? Why did Joseph and Mary take Jesus and his brothers and sisters every year to Jerusalem? They did it because they were obedient to God. They wanted to be good parents. 
Parents, we can learn a lot from Joseph and Mary in this short little passage. Matter of fact, I see three parenting principles from Luke 2. Trust me, there are more. But I see three that we'll talk about today. Parenting principle number one. Good parents are obedient to God. When they had completed, this is Luke chapter 2, verse 39. When they had completed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was on him. Every year, his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. Parenting principle number one, obedience. Parents need to be obedient to the law of the Lord. I was uh, reading Psalm 1. I'm going to read it. It's just such... It's just such a beautiful psalm. Psalm 1 here. Let me find it here. And this is also a great psalm to memorize. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He's like a tree planted beside the flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prosper. Joseph and Mary were Psalm 1 type Christians. They loved the Lord's instruction, and they delighted in it, and they knew the law, and they were obedient to the law. So principle number one is, are you in the law? Are you in the, the Lord's book? Are you in the scriptures? Are you studying and learning what Jesus would have you to do? Joseph and Mary were good parents because they were obedient to the law. Here's second parenting principle I see. Uh, good parents don't know everything. Good parents are not perfect, and they realize this. Verse 43, Luke chapter 2 says, After those days were over as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. If you've ever raised children, you came to the realization pretty quickly that you don't know everything. Matter of fact, you're not even close on what you know and what you think you need to know. And a good parent is humble and recognizes that he, is, he or she has have been given an awesome responsibility of raising children, and we just don't know it all. Matter of fact, sometimes we don't think we even know enough to get from day one to day two. So humility is part of good parenting. Number one, be obedient to the book. Number two, be humble. Good parents don't know everything. We are not perfect. Parenting principle number three, not only do we not know everything, we don't even know our own kids. It's, it's hard to uh, fathom this if you're a brand new parent starting out, but there are going to be times when you do not understand your children. Joseph and Mary didn't. Verse 46, Luke chapter 2 says, After three days they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, and all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents 
saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why are you treating, why are you treating us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them. Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Did you catch that line? But they did not understand what he said to them. So, uh, parenting principle number one, parents should be obedient to the word, obedient to God. Parenting principle number two, parents should be humble. We're not perfect. Parenting principle number three, we need to recognize that sometimes we just don't get our kids. We don't understand them. Uh, I, I just love this whole story because, uh, number one, parents are going to make some assumptions that are wrong. It's in verse 44 there. They assumed, Joseph and Mary assumed that he was with them in the, the traveling party back to Nazareth. We're going to make some assumptions that are wrong, parents. Uh, also, in verse 48, we're going to see that our children can astound us, uh, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way, sometimes in a way that just makes us shake our head and say, I didn't see that coming. And then parents are also going to be anxious. The description is that they anxiously search for him. And you can imagine being temporarily separated from their child. And even though he was 12 and almost a man in Jewish culture, they still felt that awesome responsibility of providing for him and protecting him. So parents are going to make some bad assumptions. Parents are going to be astounded at their children. Parents are going to be anxious. All these things are normal, and uh, they're just part of parenting. And then verse 50 says that Joseph and Mary did not understand him. So I, I hope that we've learned a lot about Joseph and Mary, and we've learned maybe three parenting principles that will help guide us as we seek to fulfill the awesome responsibility that we have that God has given us to raise these children. And so now we can turn from parenting principles to something that the kids can learn. Because Jesus is 12 in this story. Kids, here are three important life lessons for you that Jesus modeled for you. So listen up, this is good stuff. Life lesson number one, guys, kids. Know who you are. Verse 48 says, When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And then Jesus says, and I want you to listen to what he says. Kids, are you listening? Jesus says, Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? Kids, you got to know who you are. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew who his father was. I want you to catch the interplay, the dialogue between Mary and her son, Jesus. She says, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And Jesus gently, I believe, reminds her that his father knew where he was all the time. Not Joseph, but his heavenly father. 
His true father knew where he was all the time. Jesus knew who his father was. Even as a, at an age of 12, as a young man, Jesus knew who he was. Hey, these are the very first recorded words of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And you know what? He's, he's 12 years old now. I mean, we've had the story of his birth, and we've had now the story of how he, he went down to Egypt and then how they went back up to Nazareth and now they're down to Jerusalem every year for the Passover. We've had all these. But when Jesus is first recorded as speaking words in the Gospel of Luke, he's making sure that his mother and father know who his true mother and father are. Jesus knew who his father was. He knew who he was. Kids, if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you know who you are. You are a child of the King. So let me ask you, are you living like you're a child of the King? Do you know who you are? So kids, life lesson number one, know who you are. Life lesson number two, know what you're supposed to be doing. Jesus knew what he was supposed to be doing. He was supposed to be in his father's house. Jesus was so focused on the will of his father that those who loved him best did not understand him. Kids, if you've trusted Christ as Savior, then you're a disciple of Jesus. And he wants you to do his will. Are you acting like a disciple of Jesus? So, kids, first principle, know who you are. Second principle, know what you're supposed to be doing. Here's the third principle, this life lesson for you. Kids, you need to know how you're supposed to do his will. Verse 50 says, but, and it's talking about this, the scripture's talking about Joseph and Mary, but they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. Kids, how are you supposed to do the will of the Father? How are you supposed to be a child of the King? How are you supposed to be a disciple of Jesus? Well, you need to be obedient. Jesus was obedient. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus knows who he is. He knows who his Father is. He knows that he has a mission, a purpose that God has given him. And yet he chose to be obedient to his earthly father and his mother. And not only was he obedient, he was respectful. Yes, he asked questions. And it's okay to ask questions of your parents. Notice that Jesus asked these questions in a very respectful manner. So kids, it's okay to ask questions, but just make sure you're asking them respectfully. Jesus was obedient and respectful even when his parents did not understand. And kids, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes... Uh, you don't understand your parents. Uh, sometimes your parents won't understand you. But as a child of the king, it's your responsibility to obey and to be respectful. And then our last verse today, Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. And kids, that's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that you will increase in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. What a fascinating story 
in the life of Jesus. The Lord uh, decided to share the story with us. He peeled back so that we could see just a little bit of the, of the early life of Jesus and his interaction with Mary and with Joseph. And I'm so thankful that he did that because this is a beautiful story that teaches us so many good life lessons and helps us know who we are, what we're supposed to be doing, and how we're supposed to be doing it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Luke chapter 2. What a fabulous chapter in the Bible. We could just camp out there for, for so many, so many months. Uh, so much in this beautiful passage of Scripture. And I pray, Lord, that we will apply these lessons to our hearts and that we will become uh, better disciples of Jesus, that we'll remember who we are. We're children of the King. We'll remember what we're called to do, and that is to go out and make disciples and that we will do it in the manner that you have laid out for us. So we pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, it's good to have you with us today. Lord willing, we'll be right back here uh, next Sunday. I'm hoping uh, to actually preach uh, from the, the uh, sanctuary, the worship center next Sunday. Uh, I'm asking everybody to uh, send me a picture so we can print it out and take that on the back of the chairs. So I would have done that today, but uh, we don't have uh, quite as many pictures as, as I would like. So I'd like a decent representation and next Sunday's Palm Sunday, so we're ready for that. God bless you. Send me an email or a text. Love to pray for you in any way that we can. Thank you.